Howdy, hello, and welcome back to another E3 episode. This episode is going to be a compilation of all things E3, and I'm very excited to see where it goes and where we end up by the end of this episode. Could it be 30 minutes? Could it be an hour? We will go over to find out. That being said, guys, let's go ahead and just jump into it. The last episode, we talked about our predictions for the Microsoft conference and the Bethesda conference. We're going to go ahead and see what happened and maybe talk a little bit about that. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. Full disclaimer here at the beginning of the segment, I did not capture all of the games that they have announced during the Microsoft conference. So if you want to see the full conference, definitely check out their live stream up on YouTube and all of the reveal trailers up on YouTube because they are so baller. And the games I am talking about today, whoo baby, you have got to see these trailers because they look phenomenal. We're going to go ahead and start it off with a game that started the Git conference. Uh, I already knew about this game in advance because it had been leaked, but it's a game called Bleeding Edge. It's a 4v4 PvP style game. That being said, it's going to have melee combat. It's a PvP game. There's not much else to it. Um, from what I saw in the trailer, I'm not interested in this game. It does look fascinating and really cool. But it does look the kind of fascinating or cool that I would have personally enjoyed. That being said, there you go. Bleeding Edge 4v4 PvP. Check out the trailer if you want to know more. We're going to move forward into speaking about one of the games I'm definitely going to be buying day one. A game developed by the creators of Minecraft. Ergo, Minecraft Dungeons. Very, very excited about this one. Go look at the trailer, guys, because I'm going to do a terrible job at explaining it. It is a top-down, explorative co-op world, online or local, four players. Very exciting. I am so stoked to see what's next for Minecraft, because I love Minecraft so much. I've played it for countless hours, not as many hours as some, I'm sure, because I got into the game late, but it is... Such a fun game, and Minecraft Dungeons, even if I'm playing solo, looks like it's going to be a baller experience, and I'm so ready for that. That being said, guys, the next one up, they did talk about Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. They gave us more content than we got yesterday at the conference from... Yay. Well, it wasn't so much a conference as it was a live stream where it showed off some new stuff. But that being said, guys, it was very exciting. And you got to see the main or protagonist rather uh, climb a giant machine, climb in and take it over. <laughs> I'm just so ready. I'm so excited. And this game was very, very, very much on my radar. But I was also hesitant as if I should buy this day one or if I should, you know, maybe pass on this one but the gameplay reveal shows me that it is going to be a fun action fun exciting game that's going to be yes again very fun moving forward guys because we have a long list of games to get through 
is a game called Blair Witch. It's a horror game releasing on August 30th. This game is coming to, I believe, all consoles, excluding Switch. I could be wrong on that. I'm not sure. But it does say August 30th, which brings us to pretty much the game that stole the entire show, in my eyes, the highlight of the whole thing. They did it pretty early on, and I'm, I'm extremely excited and hyped up about that. Cyberpunk 2077 got a release date and showed off the confirmation that Keanu Reeves is in the game. That he's been sneaky sneaky between John Wick 3 and other projects working with CD Projekt Red to get in the game and give you a baller. Hundreds of hours new experience that you will remember forever. Look, this could be the last big expansive RPG on PlayStation 4. Will it beat out, in my eyes, The Witcher 3 for best game this console generation? Guys, I have no idea. But they have confirmed April 16th, 2020. Your boy's going to get his hands on this game. And he's going to be playing it non-stop. Don't talk to me. But we can maybe be in a chat party together, kicking it. If I'm not streaming it on my YouTube, if I'm not going mad about how awesome the game is, if I'm not ranting on my podcast about how this game is is just next level phenomenal. Guys, I am hype for Cyberpunk 2077. So much so that I, I, I lost my like language right here ahead of time for this whole segment. I lost my shit when I saw that Keanu Reeves was in the game, and then more so when he came out of a cloud of smoke behind screen, or behind the, the, the big theater screen, and on the stage, I was like, holy mother living crap, this is Keanu Reeves in the flesh at E3, at the Microsoft conference, confirming his existence in the world of Cyberpunk 2077. Maybe not him personally, but his 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 likeness in a character in Cyberpunk 2077, holy crap. Like, I lost my ever loving shit. I was like, oh my god. This is like the most hyped I've been for a game in a while. Like, Nintendo gets me on my feet, gets me clapping, gets me going, gets me stomping my feet and saying, yeah, let's go, woo! But I, I lost it. I, I lost I lost it, guys. It was phenomenal. And I cannot wait, cannot wait to see what's next in this game. Like what they show. Are they going to show anything else? Or just make us wait at this point until 4-16-20. April 16th. <sighs> guys, I had to get that out of my system. I'm very excited to tell you guys about this. And I'm very excited to get my opinion out there. And <laughs> this game is going to be so baller. It's going to be so baller. <sighs> Let's take a breath, Zach. Let's take a breath. Is happening in real time, guys. I apologize. I apologize right now for that. I talk a little fast. I get a little excited. I'm talking a little bit too much, but let's hone it in. Let's bring it in. The next game that they talked about that I have on my list here is a game called Spirit Fairer, and that's spelled Spirit and then F A R E R. It's it's. I'm not pronouncing that correctly. Fair, I think. Okay. That being said, guys, this is a cute little game. 
and it's got kind of an emotional trailer, honestly. Like, I would check this one out because even seeing this hours ago, I still remember it clearly because it had an impactful trailer and it was very interesting. They didn't show a lot of gameplay elements, but the trailer itself was very interesting. I recommend checking this one out. Now, the next one, which will be on Microsoft consoles, of course, is Battletoads making their return. It didn't say anything about a sequel title, it just said Battletoads. That's all it said is Battletoads. Three-player, co-op. Um, you know how Battletoads works. It's Battletoads. The next game on the list is Wasteland 3. Wasteland 3, of course, being the direct sequel to Wasteland 2. Um, I got Wasteland 2 director's cut for my brother and for myself, and I've yet to play it because I've been extremely busy with my backlog of other titles that are large 50, 100-hour games. Um, but I digress. Psychonauts 2 was next announced, um, and there have been a, there was a developer interview um, shortly after that I saw on live stream here because I'm on Twitch watching this all live this week. And uh, apparently the game is a direct sequel to the first one. It takes place like literally after the events that happened in the first one. So if you haven't played the first one, they have brought it back to PS4, I believe. And you can get this one because though I didn't see a release date, I may have to update this in a future episode. Um, it will be coming soon, I think, since they have actual gameplay and stuff to show off. Now, the next one is, of course, you can't have any sort of big E3 conference or showcase or week without a Lego game. This one is going to be Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga coming in 2020. What does that mean? It means a lot of things, and I would recommend watching the trailer because it's great, and I love Lego games, and I will couch co-op that more than likely, if I can. Somebody play with me. It would be fun. The next on the list is Dragon Ball Kakarot coming in 2020, which is very exciting for many reasons, the first of which being I am just now starting Dragon Ball, uh, the anime, the actual anime. Um, I just paid for Funimation, and I am... Finishing up a few animes. I just finished season three of My Hero Academia recently. And I'm about to start the original Dragon Ball anime. And I'm very excited to see where that takes me. My friend, the homie, Red Riot 105, the, the man himself, Tyler, told me to watch Dragon Ball, then Dragon Ball Super. Or no, then Dragon Ball Z, then Dragon Ball Super last. And watch it in that order. He's going to skip GT and skip Kai and we can watch the movies if I want. But I have to watch the core Dragon Ball, followed by Dragon Ball Z, followed by Dragon Ball Super, which they're still doing. You can do simulcast, and it's a really fun anime, he said. So I'm excited to see what the world of Dragon Ball is all about and understand that entire world. Now, moving forward, Dragon Ball Kakarot, uh, they showed a little bit of gameplay um, after the fact, and uh, I'm very... Uh, I'm not going to buy this game. Let's just be honest. I have no interest in anime games. Uh, I don't care. I mean, I love Dragon Ball uh, as a franchise, of course. My friends love it. I have several... I know several things about the franchise. But I even love, like, animes I know. My Hero and Death Note and stuff like that. And I won't play those games. And I won't really buy the merch too much or too often. I, I do sometimes, but... Uh, for the most part, I don't usually enjoy them, mostly because anime games are usually fighting games, and I don't enjoy fighting games too much. 
I'm not a big fan of Injustice, Mortal Kombat, uh, any of the Street Fighter games. I'm not big into that. I bought Tekken and the first Injustice, but outside of those two games, I mean, really, I haven't gone out of my way to play any fighting games. But who knows, maybe my mind will be changed when I see this because Dragon Ball Kakarot is an RPG, so it's more than just a fighting game. So we will see what happens. Uh, moving forward though, I do want to talk about uh, a game called 12 Minutes, which is an interactive thriller. It's top down. You are basically playing as a guy stuck in a time loop and he has to relive these 12 minutes over and over and over and over and over again. Which, by the way, guys, would drive me absolutely fucking mad. Uh, pardon the language there. <laughs> that just kind of dropped. Um, drive me absolutely mad. And um, I'm, I'm not sure exactly uh, where the game progresses, but it was an interesting trailer. Because he learns things every 12 minutes and then it resets. And he learns things every 12 minutes and it resets. And he remembers what he learned, but that 12 minutes is still being repeated over and over and over and he, you know i'm not sure where the resolution comes from or how that game plays out but i'm very interested to see more about that the next game is a game called way to the woods coming out in 2020 um which is of course next year so we don't have any more than that next they had their big gears announcement they talked about gears 5 and they officially announced the game coming in september 2019 September 10th to be exact that's coming very close to Borderlands 3 so anybody who's cross-platform and wants Borderlands 3 keep that in mind if you're on Microsoft side with an Xbox or even on PC yeah Borderlands 5 is coming to you same month as Borderlands 3 that being said guys I do want to say if I were to have an Xbox if I had if my friend Nathan who got me into my PlayStation because uh, he bought one had gotten an Xbox that day, I'd be an Xbox person. I'd know all about the Gears of War franchise, Halo, all that stuff. I'd be big into it. I went about ReCore day one when it came out. I really still want to play that, to be honest. But I've never wanted to invest the couple hundred dollars it takes to buy an Xbox and then the 60 bucks it takes to buy a game. So I just kind of stopped and never put any thought into it beyond that. But now that uh, they announced Xbox Game Pass, which, by the way, this is news to me, so it just got announced yesterday, Xbox Game Pass is a new service that they're adding to PC. So if you want Xbox Game Pass for PC, you have access to hundreds of games, huge games, which they just added my, um, Metro Exodus to that list, um, which I'm still going to, by the way, buy for my PlayStation. But I digress once more. Uh, Xbox Game Pass for PC is going to be coming immediately. It's in beta right now. So if you have a PC and you're interested, go ahead and update your Microsoft application on your computer and uh, check it out. It's like, I think a dollar to sign up and then $15 a month after that. And that's included both for console and PC. It's not going to be um, cross at all, like separate from the console version. So you'll have your Game Pass, one location for your account. Very, very excited about that. And uh, that's about how that works. Uh, I really wanted to play Gears. And my friend Nathan, who uh, played Xbox 360 told me Gears was a fun game. The multiplayer wasn't very exciting. It was complicated and, and he didn't like it. But the the core campaign mode was phenomenal. He really, really enjoyed that. So I'll take his word for that because the game looks baller and I really love very violent, extremely hardcore games. I mean, Doom is one of my favorite games of ever coming out of Bethesda. And uh, I just ate that up in 2016 when I came out. 
and platinumed it and played it more and check out the multiplayer. It didn't have too much fun there, but I really, really, really enjoyed the core campaign mode. And I feel like Gears, though, will play very, very differently from Doom. Has the same, like, gore and grotesque uh, nature to it. And I'm very excited to see... Um, what Gears 5 has to show, and hey, maybe if they, since they announced their new uh, Xbox console coming in 2020, uh, in the next generation of consoles, maybe they'll go on sale, and I can pick it up, and I can play it, and I can have a really, really good time, because if I play Gears 5 after launch, that's just as fun for me, because I probably won't learn about any spoilers regarding that. Anyway, guys, I'm going to go ahead and take a break here, and bring back with part two of the announcements from the Microsoft Conference. And we are back with part two of the Microsoft Conference breakdown. We last left off with Gears 5 being September 10th, 2019 release date. And I talked a little bit about how I wanted to maybe pick up an Xbox in the future and play this title, play this franchise actually as a whole. It looks a lot of fun, but I digress. Moving forward... Dying Light 2 has been announced for Spring 2020, and I'm very excited about this one, guys. Dying Light, the first one, I am one single trophy on my PlayStation 4 from the Platinum, and I will be going back to get that. It's a little bit of a mess up on my part, so I've got to grind out a little bit of the beginning of the game, and hopefully my current progress carries over for that. I don't know if it will, though. However, Dying Light 2 looks to change the game entirely it's looking like it's going to give you choices that can be made that will affect the future and affect the story and the new trailer we got we found out that your character your you know the protagonist you are infected and i don't know what that means for the story progression but you certainly aren't the guy in the first movie i will say that much and i'm very excited to see what they do with this because my my friend, the homie, Red Riot 115, the homie Tyler, he is super hyped for this game. This is his day one buy coming out next year. He has plenty of time to set aside cash money to pre-order this, and he will. Oh, he knows he will. Moving forward from that, we have State of Decay 2, which got a Heartland expansion announced, which actually came out the day of the conference. It came out um, immediately you know, following that conference reveal and i never play say k2 because it's an xbox a microsoft rather exclusive and uh, I, I never really got a chance to play the first one but it looks fun it looks entirely engaging and it looks like a great game that i would enjoy um maybe if i pick up that xbox this will be one of those titles that i i get around to at some point obviously we know that i have a giant six terabyte hard drive plugged into my playstation with hundreds of games i've yet to conquer or even attempt to conquer and uh, we got to get through those before we got adding to that backlog. And if I get a new console, whoo, that library just expanded, blew up. It's like the whole world is my oyster at that point with what Microsoft has to offer on top of Sony, on top of Nintendo. My God, nobody has the time in their life to dedicate to that. And I'll never get through all of those games. But maybe this will be one of them I get to if I get around to buying that Xbox. Moving forward, guys. We have Fantasy Star Online 2. Um, I put it to free-to-play. Um, I don't really know anything else about the game. There was a short trailer, a little bit of a cinematic, and that was that. But it looks good, and it's another online title. Free-to-play, of course. Uh, 
The next one on the list is an Xbox exclusive releasing in 2020 entitled Crossfire X. Now this title really piqued my interest because it had a dope cinematic trailer. I do not know what the gameplay is going to be for Crossfire X, but I do know that the cinematic was dope. All I got to say to that. The next one coming up is called Tales of Arise. That's coming out 2020. We did not get a release date. Following that, we had Borderlands 3 show up at the Microsoft conference again. Um with its release date of 9-13-19 coming out in September. Uh, that's going to come out. The, the thing that's different from this reveal versus the previous one isn't just the new trailer. It's the fact that we got a free DLC for Borderlands 2 that's going to tie together the story from Borderlands 2 into Borderlands 3 and connect them. I was going to play this with my brother, but we hopped in and it said, this will contain spoilers for Borderlands 2. Make sure you are aware of that going into this. Now, my brother, his girlfriend, uh, my other friend Caleb, they've played Borderlands 2. My nephew's played Borderlands 2 to its finish. I am new to the franchise, so my brother was like, dang it, we can't do this. So we hopped into a different DLC, and we played that, had a good time. We got to bust through this Borderlands gameplay, though, because I don't know how I'm going to find time to play Borderlands 3 if I haven't finished 1, 2, or played the pre-sequel, which of course I could skip the pre-sequel going into 3, but I gotta finish 1, I have to finish 2. The only Borderlands game I finished is the Telltale, which was hilarious and really fun, and I really enjoyed it, and it's separate from the main story, so that's probably why I was able to get through that without being like, what? But there were some references I didn't understand, but I just went with it. Entirely fun game, totally stoked about the experiences I spent playing it, and uh, moving forward, we have Borderlands 3 coming out September 13th, 2019, people. Now, keep in mind, I'll probably put up a separate podcast for this because this is going to be a lengthier episode, more than likely, breaking down all of E3. But um, I will have a compilation of titles from earliest release date to latest release date. I will make sure you know what the last title coming out for 2019 is regarding the conference. And I'll make sure 2020 you're set aside, ready to go. I'll even give you time if you're listening to this to write this down so you can keep up with the release dates or type it up on your phone or however it is you want to keep that information logged if you don't want to look it up yourself. I will have that for you. We have a couple of titles left and by a couple of titles I mean one title left in an announcement they made. Elden Ring is coming to console. This title is going to be cross-platform. It's um, from software in collaboration with George R.R. R. Martin, you know, the dude who wrote Game of Thrones. Um, this game looks very interesting. They gave us a very, very short snippet. So we don't entirely know what the story is. We definitely don't have gameplay. But it looks like it's an early announcement because I'm, I'm not sure when we'll see this again. It could be a while, guys, so store that away. It looks exciting. I'm hyped, but I'm not overly hyped because I don't know what this even is or when we'll see it again. That being said, guys, let's move into the final big announcement Microsoft closed with. Project Scarlet, their new next-generation console. They had a video talking about the specs, talking about the details, talking about how it advances technology. They did their spiel, okay? 
Now, I don't remember all of what they said because technical details don't always interest me, but I do know they said it can run up to 8K performance. It had ray tracing features. It was the most advanced uh, console. They had to completely rework it. It's not an upgrade to the Xbox One. It is an entirely new, innovative, brand spanking new console that can handle the performance capabilities of technology now into the future. It was very impressive, I'm not going to lie. The thing that really impressed me is the fact that their next big announcement was, oh, in Halo Infinite, the game we've been working on, we haven't had a, a Halo game come alongside a console for a while now. I think they said the original Xbox had a Halo 1. Anyway, um, Halo Infinite will release alongside Project Scarlet when they get their official title for that Xbox. It will not be Xbox Scarlet. Um, and it's going to come out holiday... 2020 so save your pennies if you like microsoft because 2020 the next generation xbox console will be released and it is very very interesting to say the least i'm not gonna buy this console i'm just gonna say that up front not day one i may buy it who knows i'm not sure what the future holds or what kind of money i'm gonna fall into but I'm not going to buy it day one. Now, I will say this much so that I don't catch myself in the future looking uh, like a liberty liar. If I win the lottery or my buddy, the homie Tyler, Red Riot, <clears throat> one of my friends, wins the lottery or falls into a lump sum of cash, I might pick it up. As of right now, with my current uh, financials, it's not in the budget. It's below the line. You know what I mean? Like, it's not available for purchase. <laughs> not day one. Not anytime soon. That being said, I am very excited to see what they announce, what the official title will be, what Halo Infinite gameplay looks like, what they're going to put on the console alongside Halo Infinite, because one title won't sell a console necessarily. I will say that some games are big enough for that. And for some fans of the Halo franchise, this is that game. Just like Breath of the Wild sold copies of Switch. Um, I will say that Mario Kart sold more copies than Breath of the Wild. Just throwing that out there. So a lot of people bought it for Mario Kart as well. And I'm not just talking about the bundles. I'm talking about just standalone copies of Mario Kart 8 sold more than Breath of the Wild. I digress, guys. Holiday 2020, Project Scarlet, alongside Halo Infinite. And that's going to wrap up the Microsoft conference. Now, I, I want to kind of take a second here at the end to talk about the conference as a whole. For me personally, I know this is going to sound dumb, but Minecraft Dungeons, which I mentioned earlier in part one of this segment, uh, really, really has me hyped, okay? Bleeding Edge got leaked. I'm not going to talk about that. I don't really like PvP stuff that much these days as I'm getting older. Anyway, but Minecraft Dungeons, <laughs> it does look good. It does look very, 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 very fascinating. I want to buy this day one on my PlayStation. I want to tell my buddies, my friends, my brother, hop online, purchase Minecraft Dungeons, download that sum, and let's hop into a Minecraft Dungeons world or level or whatever it is. Let's, let's do some dungeoning. Very excited about that one. Very excited about Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order coming in November. Now, I haven't made a list of games I'm going to buy yet. I have a list of games I want, though. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is one of those games. Looking at exclusively the Microsoft Conference, I want Minecraft Dungeons, 
Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, Cyberpunk 2077, Wasteland 3 looks interesting. I got to play the second one first. Uh, Star Wars, uh, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga looks dope. Uh, Gears 5, if I had an Xbox, looks really dope. I play that franchise. Dying Light 2 looks amazing, and I loved the first one. I really would like to play um, the second one. Borderlands 3 looks dope. I'm really enjoying my time playing the first one and the second one. I'm halfway through both. And I, I think that uh, Elden Ring is enticing enough to at least hear more details on and hopefully purchase. Now, that's a lot of games just from the Microsoft conference. They had more that I didn't mention because there's just no way I had time to type up everything and then find trailers and then research 100% of it. So definitely... Definitely check out what YouTube's posting, what Twitch is posting, what content is out there. Because even as I speak, Microsoft probably has streams of developer dev interviews post-conference where they go more in-depth on the games I'm talking about. Because you, you want to definitely be, uh, if you're interested in the game, they're definitely going to be posting stuff. And they're definitely going to be talking to the developers. And they're going to be on the show for E3, technically, just so you know, doesn't start until Tuesday. The conferences begin on Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and then Tuesday, as soon as Nintendo's is over, boom, everything begins. That's when you can go out, play these games, test them out, get your first impressions, get your gameplay footage if you're a streamer or a YouTuber or a vlogger or content creator of any kind in any medium. Me, I'm a podcaster. And uh, my YouTube channel, of course, I'll get gameplay when they release. Um, but I'm very excited, guys, about what Microsoft posted. Because Sony pulled out this year, Microsoft got the bulk of cross-platform titles. And let me tell you what, they had a good show. They had a really, really good show. Phil Spencer, great job, man. I mean, it was awesome. And I really uh, appreciate the fact that they're giving the fans you know, what they want. They got a lot more developers in Microsoft Studios. They got a lot more... Coming exclusively on Xbox, they got a lot more coming. I mean, Psychonauts 2 uh, was originally trying to get bought up by... Uh, the studio was originally going to be uh, made through Microsoft, and that just didn't happen. So Psychonauts came out on PlayStation. But Psychonauts 2, the developer, uh, Double Fine, is literally... Uh, they're now part of Microsoft Studios. And Psychonauts 2 is cross-platform, so you get to play it on PlayStation. I, I don't think you play it on Switch. I think it's just PlayStation and Xbox. Uh, I might be wrong on that, but it's very, very interesting because a lot of Microsoft Studio games are going to be exclusive in the future. They're going to make really cool games that are, you know, going to celebrate Microsoft as a whole and give the fans of that of that company and their Xbox and their PC players really good content to go off of. But that's my two cents after the show, and uh, I'm very excited. Um, let's go ahead and move forward because Bethesda had a really interesting show as well. Following the Microsoft conference, that evening we had the Bethesda conference. I have been going crazy, waiting to see what they announce, waiting to see what they talk about. And boy, howdy, was I, um, well, I was pretty, um, well, it wasn't, it didn't meet my expectations, I'll say that much. Never go into something with high hopes, high expectations, because <laughs> they, they may or may not get met. But 
we're going to go ahead and just dive right into this, start from the beginning. It's a single studio, so this segment's probably not going to be more than 20 minutes at the most, but we're going to see. Um, we're going to break down the first announcement, which they talked about Fallout 76, okay? So they talked about, um, a first, they said a free trial is coming for people who are interested in the game. That's going to be happening between June 10th and June 13th. And uh, they also announced that a Wastelanders update is coming. That Wastelanders update is a big overhaul for Fallout 76. It's going to be their first big, uh, I wouldn't say expansion, but update would be a better word, I would say. And uh, it's going to uh, show actual in-game NPCs with full lines of dialogue that will have quests to give you and you will be able to improve your, I don't know, journey in their lives and everybody involved. Through this update, they're going to do calling the Wastelanders update, and you can find all of this online. Now, they didn't close the show without giving us a little something of a tease for a new PvP mode. After all, Fallout 76 is entirely PvP. And that PvP mode, just to get right to it, is called Nuclear Winter. I apologize. Nuclear Winter. It's an exclusive... 51 player battle royale mode. Um, I'm not sure how to feel about this. Every game under the sun PvP is getting some form of a battle royale mode. And I don't understand why. It, 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 it kind of, it just, it, 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 I'm finding. The word's hard to come by because it's just so befuddling. Yeah, that's the word I'll use. It's so befuddling. Why do we need a Battle Royale mode again? Another one in 2019. Good Lord. Good grief. I don't enjoy Fortnite. I don't even enjoy freaking Black Ops 4 Battle Royale. Blackout. That's what it's called. Very much. All right. I don't enjoy player unknown battlegrounds and I don't enjoy realm royale or whatever the other ones are it's not a genre I am interested in the fallout community has gone a long way from the beginning you know fallout 2 new vegas fallout 4 and then we have fallout 76 it's it's interesting right it's very What's the word? Intriguing to see the evolution, I would say. Fallout Shelter was kind of a left field mobile expansion. And uh, that's an enjoyable time. But why do we need Battle Royale in a Fallout world? Isn't the whole point of going into the wasteland surviving, not killing everybody? I don't know. That's my two cents. I, I just, I don't understand it. I don't, I don't really, I'm not behind it. But who knows? Maybe something fun will come out of it. Moving forward, uh, Arcane Studios came on stage and the developers, you know, of Dishonored and Prey revealed their next game called Deathloop. It's starring either of two playable characters who are fierce rivals. You're going to, you're going to find yourself trapped in a... Seemingly unescapable loop. 
And you have to use your particular set of skills and weapons to fight strange enemies. And it, it's interesting, okay? Aside from, you know, the cool trailer they showed off, which was which was neat. I really did actually enjoy the trailer and the action and, you know, how kind of dark it looked. But not seeing too much of the content. We still don't know too much about gameplay. And uh, it's it's interesting. All we have is a trailer. We got a, a date. Uh, we didn't get a date. We got a trailer and a title. That's what I meant to say. And that's it. Nothing else. And that's it. We're going to have to kind of see what they do going forward because since they announced it, it must mean it's in development far enough along to get a reveal. But I digress. Moving forward, they did talk about Wolfenstein Youngblood, which has been confirmed to come out July 26th of this year. Uh, I'm very excited about this one. Um, it's going to be set in like an alternate 1980s version where the Nazis are still around and stuff. Very cool. And uh, there's plenty of trailers and plenty of dev talks out there already about the game. But they had more at E3 this year. So check those out. Very, very cool. Moving forward, though, the big boy. I want to talk about the big boy in the room. The one I waited for. The one they closed with. We're not done yet. There's plenty of more games to talk about. But I want to take a second and talk about Doom Eternal. My day one, I don't give a crap if it goes on sale for 20 bucks at the first one. I will buy it day one for full price, $60 in my pocket going towards buying this game day one. November 22nd, 2019, we got our release date. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm so, so excited to rip and tear into this new game and have a, a, just a, a bloody damn good time. It's going to be phenomenal it's gonna be fantastic i cannot wait i cannot wait i cannot wait it is coming to switch later but for right now day one it's coming to pc ps4 xbox one nintendo switch and uh, well later nintendo switch and then later stadia so i'm very very excited about this one we got an entirely new release date trailer we got an entirely new trailer we got battle mode gameplay which i'll get into in a second and they announced a collector's edition this is finally happening, guys. I talked about this uh, last year, I believe, and if not, I'm going to say it now. A lot of good games came out last year. <laughs> like, a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot of good games came out last year. But, not enough to where it was, like, overwhelming the market. And we all knew that there were a crap ton. I'm going to... You know what? There were a shit ton of games, pardon the language, in development that got like announced but not shown, not given a release date, we need a little bit more time, etc. The, the normal spiel you get from a developer still working on a game. Doom was one of those titles. I was very excited when I heard it was called Doom Eternal. I was very excited when they uh, announced this year, they announced it just like at the conference, that it's longer than the original campaign. You go to heaven and you go to hell. And it's a sci-fi version of heaven. And you get a rip and tear into more types of demons. And there are over a hundred different animations regarding the killing animations. It is going to be super dope. And the little bit we've seen is probably only a little like little, little band-aid over the, the amount of 
Carnage, you're going to be seeing different types of demons, different types of animations, different types of bosses. Bosses from the first game are now regular common enemies because there are bigger and more badass demons coming up from hell and just ripping and tearing into things on the surface of Mars. It's so freaking cool. Guys, I am super, super excited about this one. This is my... My Bethesda game. I watched the conference exclusively for this title, exclusively for this coverage, and exclusively for the release date that they announced. Now, the multiplayer, I was not a fan of last year, and or the, in 2016 for the, the original Doom title they, they brought out. But they are revamping multiplayer, and they're going to do a new multiplayer where the mode this time around is two demons versus one slayer. It's a totally customized Slayer versus Demon fight online, and it's gonna be dope. So if you got like two buddies you want to come over, or even more than that, you can swap out. It could be one person against two people. It is super dope, and there's three rounds, and it's it's gonna be insane. I'm very excited. I didn't like the whole multiplayer aspect of the original Doom title that they did, and I'm very excited that they saw that. They're revamping it. They're adding new updates. They're doing a lot more. They're gonna take this title just beyond it's going to be plus ultra like if you get that reference it's going to be amazing all right i'm very 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 excited once again november 22nd on pc ps4 xbox one and then later on nintendo switch and sadia so excited god okay moving forward <laughs> uh zenimax online studios is working on a new project and a new IP called Commander Keen. It's a free-to-play mobile game where you'll play as Commander Keen and his friends as they battle alien invaders and so on and so forth. It'll introduce new characters and supposedly into the, quote, Keen universe, including, you know, a couple of playable twin geniuses who use gadgets and whatnot that teased a little bit. I'm not big into mobile, guys. I don't even know who the heck Commander Keen is or if he comes from a franchise, but it could be a new IP, like it said, and uh, this does not pique my interest. But we'll see. Maybe the gameplay will be fun. Maybe it'll be a free-to-play, and maybe it'll be interesting. Who knows? Um, well, actually, I regret... Um, it does say it's free-to-play in my notes. I apologize. So, we'll see. I don't like downloading a bunch of games. The only mobile game I'm actively playing right now is Pokemon Rumble Rush. Um, it's actually pretty fun and I'm enjoying my time with it, but I do know that I'll fall off of it eventually and stop playing. It's just currently that's what I'm doing in my free time. I'm just booting it up, playing a few games, getting a new ore to mine and it takes three hours to do that in real time. So nope, close the game, wait three hours and maybe I'll come back to it if I'm not busy. But luckily the game notifies you when you're or is done refining so you can go back and collect it and get new stuff and upgrade and all that stuff. But moving forward, back to the Bethesda conference because my god do I like the sidebar. Um, Ghostwire Tokyo. This is a new title. It says, uh, here are my notes, it says, Shinji Mikami, the creator of the Resident Evil series and the Evil Within horror games, uh, took the stage and he revealed this new title um, as their first new IP since The Evil Within, this is a game set in a world where people are disappearing and monsters and mythology creatures have resurfaced. Now, that alone is a dope description. Very, very dope, and I'm very excited to see what more they have to show. All we got was a trailer. 
like straight up the beginning of the trailer, I was like, did the uh, rapture happen? Because people just straight vanished and their clothes fell to the ground. And people looked around like, <gasps> and then like it passes by a pillar and the camera goes behind the pillar. And then when it comes back, those people are missing. And I'm like, uh, the rapture wouldn't happen. And then like come back like, oops, I forgot you. So this is definitely something new. <laughs> so I'm very excited to see what kind of happens in the game, how the gameplay works. I'm very intrigued by this exclusively, but we shall see. I'm not sure exactly what all it's going to entail. The trailer could be dope and the gameplay could be lame in a year or whenever they show more. I don't think that's the case. I think this has potential to be one of the best games from Bethesda in a while if they're not going to talk about uh, their new Starfield uh, science game or if they're, or not science game, space game or if they're not going to talk about Elder Scrolls 6 because that was absent from the entire presentation. They said that going into it and they held true to that going through it. Um, they did mention Rage 2 DLC is coming throughout 2019. They're going to have a series of new updates and expansions throughout 2019, including new vehicles, enemies, cheats, skins, and whatnot. The first expansion is going to be called Rise of the Ghosts, and it's going to include a brand new area and mini campaign. It's going to see more content following, of course, after that. But I'm very excited that they're adding expansions because I'm not buying the game right now and I haven't purchased it yet, but I will. And I'm excited that when I do buy it, it will have all this extra content for me because some of the bugs that happened day one were really made me happy that I didn't buy it. And also, I know that Bethesda games and EA games go on sale pretty frequently, um, including shortly after their release. So we'll see what happens with this one because I think Rage 2 during E3 was on sale for like 10, 10 or $20 off, I want to say. I'm not sure exactly what it was, but it was it was cheaper already, so that made me pretty dang happy, and uh, I'm hoping for another drop in price before, what, summer of next year so I can pick it up, because there's too many games coming out at this point. We're too close to fall at this point. We're too close to the summer releases I want. I mean, just in a few weeks, guys, we're going to get Mario Maker 2. Super Mario Maker 2 drops, like, the end of June. And that is one of my day one buys. I haven't even pre-ordered it yet. And I'm going to be picking that one up. Crash Team Racing comes out the 21st. And I haven't played that one yet because it's not out yet. But it's coming out very, very soon. Coming up in like two weeks. And I'm going to be picking that one up. Actually, it comes out not this Friday, but next Friday. Oh, snap. I'm so excited. I digress. Rage 2 is getting DLC and expansion. Uh, I, they did talk about the new Orion game streaming service, which, I mean, is cool and all. It's developed by id Software, and Orion will allow players to stream the latest Bethesda games to modern hardware. Um, they did show Doom played live on a mobile phone on stage running 60 FPS for people interested. And they do have a beta you can sign up for now, but really, I'm not, I'm not, everybody's doubling down. And he, let me go off on a side tangent, because that's, that's the last bit of news that came out of, uh, Bethesda. So let me take a second here at the end to just say this. Orion isn't the first of its kind. Google Stadia is exactly the problem, I feel like, in the gaming world. Sure, you can stream games instantly. It's insane. But is the future of gaming really streaming? 
Have we gotten so complacent, so lazy, so behind the times that we don't want to wait for a loading screen to finish? That we don't want to wait for something worth waiting for? Look, you're waiting how many years, months, decades possibly for a game and you can't wait like the 60, 90 seconds it takes to load your game. Oh, I get it. Some games are very, very large, ambitious and open world games that will take you like four, maybe even five, who knows, minutes to load into the game world. But oh my God, is that so long of a wait when you're going to be spending probably 40 times the amount of time is that five minutes in that game world at a time. Some people will play it for a half hour or an hour. Those people probably don't have a lot of time on their hands, but some people have the time to dedicate and they will straight up spend countless hours, days playing a game. And you don't want to wait the four to five minutes for your, your open world expansive creation to uh, load. Well, I'm sorry. That's just my two cents. I don't want to buy a streaming service. I don't want to buy Google Stadia. I don't want to get this Orion stream service. I don't want to play all these AAA games on my phone. The reason why it's a AAA game is because you can play it at home on your big 60, 70 inch, 4K, 8K even, LED screen or monitor the games are meant to be played on these advanced pieces of technology and yeah the new iphone the newest samsung phone the the new phones have all of these insane capabilities they're both incredible models the iphone and the samsung but is it really that bad to i don't know enjoy the world while you're out in it there are mobile games for a reason. Mobile games will kill a little bit of time. If you're playing Doom Eternal on your smartphone, streaming it, are you going to get anything done in life? Anything. Like, I'm going to be straight up playing that like mad. But the difference between playing it on your phone and playing it on your TV is you get those big, like, badass boss fight demon walks out of a, a corridor and it's like and it's just like super super sick and you get this cool moment of like oh my god this is dope and you can still have that on a smartphone but you're going to have it on like what 10 inches versus 70 inches possibly bigger less resolution Definitely. Not to say your phone can't run 4K. I'm just saying it's going to be more impactful. I don't know. I like the fact that we're evolving. We're always growing. Technology is getting better. But technology shouldn't get better in the sense that it makes things easier for us to be lazy or complacent or greedy. It should make it easier for us to be productive. I don't know. Uh, a big kind of split in the gaming community, as far as I can tell, is the topic of streaming games versus physical discs or 
maybe digital disc, digital copies rather, and having a load time, having a an interaction in a set location docked. The Nintendo Switch is really switching it up because the Nintendo Switch in Japan already is, te you know, testing out streaming services. Um, I believe this might be wrong, but I believe Japan can stream Assassin's Creed Odyssey to the Switch. Or there's a Resident Evil game, I think Resident Evil 7 maybe, that you can stream to the Switch. And it's not in North America yet because we haven't gotten there. But the fact that this technology is out there is phenomenal. But it's like, it's like, dang, how much is too much? How much is too much? I don't know, guys. That's that's a question I, I would love to debate with somebody. If you ever want to shoot me your opinions and you have the Anchor app, they have a voice message button that you can send me a voice message and I'll feature it on the show. Or if you want to reach out to me on social media, we can find a way to get you on the show. I'd love to have this discussion. Gaming is getting bigger and better and bolder and all these announcements are getting just grandiose, grandiose introductions and gameplay reveals are getting more magnificent. But at what cost? I'm going to leave it there, guys. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in to Fat Love Talk this week. I, I really appreciate it. This is the week of E3. The conferences are phenomenal. And I'm going to be giving you all that coverage and remember, at the end of this conference, at the end of the day, um, I'll have a podcast out giving you release dates, earliest to latest, and you can make that list yourself, or you can just bookmark this episode and share it with your friends or family or whomever it is that you want to uh, share that with. You can find me, of course. I'm Zach Love. You can find me on my Instagram and my Twitter at FatLove145. Remember, that's P-H-A-T. And then my Snapchat is just fat love by itself. All lowercase, all one word. And if you want to follow my YouTube channel, I haven't posted it in a while, but I'm going to get back into that this summer. A lot of good titles coming out. I will be streaming Crash Team Racing. I have challenged my brother. Uh, shout out to him if you listen to the podcast. Love you, man. Uh, and I've challenged my uh, friend Tyler, the homie Red Rat 115. Uh, if they can platinum the game before me, little cash money goes their way. So, I will be playing a lot of that because I want to win. But they're not playing Super Mario Maker that comes out a week later and I am. So, <laughs> we're going to see what happens there, guys. Uh, I digress. Thank you so much again for watching the podcast. I love you guys. Keep it here for the rest of E3 week. I'll be covering it. And uh, mad love, guys. Mad love, really. Take care.